Ole Miss is set to bowl in Houston, Texas for the first time since 1966. That and the transfer portal window has officially opened. We got a ton of stuff to talk about. Stick around. You are locked on Ole Miss. Your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, welcome to the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for tuning in, and thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell, and of course, participate in the conversation by commenting down below or upvoting the video itself. Thank you very much for that. All right, Ole Miss to the Texas Bowl to face Texas Tech, and... This is the one thing that I've been taking away ever since the announcement came out about the Texas Tech. Texas Tech is 7-5, and um, but more specifically, they're just seemingly a well-coached football team. They have wins over Murray State, Houston, Texas, West Virginia, and then their last three of Kansas, Iowa State, and Oklahoma, which is obviously a path that you want to get on. And their only losses are been to good football teams. They lost to Kansas State. They lost to NC State with their quarterback still on the roster. They lost to Oklahoma State before everything fell apart. They lost to TCU, who was in the college football playoff. So I think they also lost to Baylor. And we all saw last year, whenever we played Baylor, that could be a well-coached football team. So Joey McGuire is leading a well-coached team that destroys poorly coached teams. They beat them. It's just period. They win the game if there's any kind of problem going on with your team. Now, if you look at them statistically, they don't wow you. They have three different passers that is that are over 1,000 yards passing. One of those is Tyler Shaw, um, who was at Purdue. So you know he can throw the football, but Donovan, Donovan Smith is on that list as well. So as, so is Baron Morton, Baron Morton. Um, but three quarterbacks do that. They run the ball. Everybody's going to ask the question, do they run the ball? They have two backs over 600 yards, none any higher than that. Once you get to the third one, they don't rush for very many yards as all. So they, they apparently do most of their work through the air. Um, so we'll see exactly how that goes. Now against Iowa State, who runs a similar type defense, to what Ole Miss does, that John Haycock 326 flying around doing all that stuff. Um, they beat Iowa State 14 to 10. They were able to clamp down on the offense quite a bit. So we'll see exactly how it goes. It could be a great game, but this is not anything toward against Texas Tech. But I am tired of playing Texas Tech and Oklahoma State in a bowl game. You heard me last year, if you paid attention and been along for this whole ride. I was praying to not have to play Oklahoma State because I just don't want to play them anymore. And nothing against what they're doing or what they are or who they are or what type of team they are. I just That's not a matchup I, I wanted. I was hoping to be down in Florida and playing against a Big Ten team that we haven't seen before. Maybe a game against Purdue or Illinois or Minnesota, something completely different instead of the same old, same old. I think that is going to hurt 
a little bit of the enthusiasm from Ole Miss fans. Now, a lot of them are just going to be excited to go to Houston and go to a bowl game. Ole Miss hasn't been to Houston in a bowl game since 1966. They got beat 19 to nothing in the Blue Bonnet Bowl against the Texas Longhorns. Now, in 1964, they lost 14 to 7 to Tulsa in the Blue Bonnet Bowl. That is their Houston Bowl history. They are 0-2 in the city of Houston, so maybe you can turn that around as well. So those are both games in the mid-60s, the Blue Bonnet Bowl. I wish the Texas Bowl would kind of just take that name back. I've, I've always really liked the name Blue Bonnet Bowl, um, and, you know, it, it's just one of those things. It, it was around in the early part of my childhood, then kind of went away. And now, whenever a new bowl came back, when ESPN started popping bowls up all over the place, instead of the Blue Bonnet Bowl, it became the Texas Bowl. So we'll see exactly how it goes. Um, obviously, um, order tickets, if you can, through the team. That helps the university because there's a certain amount that they've done. If for any reason you're not in the priority list at that point, I kind of say screw it and just order it secondhand and get the best deal that you can get. Because on secondhand tickets, you should be able to do it. It's a 75,000-seater. There's going to be tickets available. Texas Tech is going to travel well. Because beating Kansas, Iowa State, and Oklahoma to end the game, that is all teams that were ranked at some point in the season. That is called a momentum builder. And I'm sure they're going to come into Texas with the chance to do to us what we did to Mike Leach in Texas Tech in 2008 in the Cotton Bowl. It's a chance to extend that and build momentum and all of that stuff. So we'll see exactly how that goes as well. But Ole Miss versus Texas Tech in Houston, December 28th. I think the kickoff is at like 8 Central. Um, I, I'm hoping that's 8 Eastern, but I, I, I couldn't tell on the time if it was Eastern or Central. But it, it's going to be a late night kick either way. Um, for Ole Miss and Texas Tech on December 28th, my anniversary. Um, before that game, if we get to 3,000 subscribers, which we are only like 130 um, away from that now, I mean, we should hit that fairly easily. We're going to do a pregame live stream um, and talk about it and get everything, get everybody ready to go. And if for any reason we don't hit it by the 28th and we still hit it by the 31st, we're going to do a pregame live stream next year. So that is um, something that I am offering. This is a quest for 3,000 subscribers. That is where we're trying to get, trying to close off this year in an amazing fashion. Our goal, whenever we started this, was 2,000 subscribers by the end of the year. And then Ole Miss made it to Omaha, and that caused a little bit of a bump. So we bumped it up to 2,500, easily past that. Now we're bumping up to 3,000. If we hit 3,000, we're going to probably bump it up again by the end of the year because we are trying to maximize this as much as possible. We're Like, like I said, we're trying to make following Ole Miss sports fun again. With the understanding of everything's going on and that we're here to protect Ole Miss. Not necessarily a sacred cow or anything in one place or the other. We're going to try it and focus on this from Ole Miss's perspectives. But that's just the way it is. You'll see what I'm, see what that means. I follow football a little bit differently than everybody else. Um, that may not be your cup of tea, and that is absolutely fine. But Ole Miss, Texas Tech in Houston, December 28th, 8 o'clock, either Eastern or Central. I'm not exactly sure which one it is. 
Should be a decent ball game. Texas Tech is playing really well right now. And if Ole Miss goes in there and plays sloppy, operationally or otherwise, Texas Tech will win that game. Texas Tech has struggles defensively. This is a game where I expect Q can really get off. He's about 150 yards away from the freshman record in rushing yardage. I think he has a chance to hit that against Texas Tech. Their defense is good, but uh, no, their defense is not good. They're giving up 30-something points a game. Uh, I was trying to be nice, but it, it, it's a situation that Ole Miss should take advantage of against the Red Raiders. Again, Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, nothing against you. Tired of seeing you in the bowl games, but I hope we beat you um, on December 28th, and it should be fun. It's, when it comes to bowl games, I tell people all the time, the bowl game is no longer the end of a year. The bowl game is now the first game of the next year. And that is what this is. You'll see. You'll have opt-outs. You'll have all this stuff. And everything will be geared towards the 2023 season. Should be really interesting to um, really interesting to see. Anyway, the holidays are here. Achieve gifting greatness when you give a gift of perfectly aged, tender, and delicious Omaha steaks. The steak experts at Omaha Steaks have put together a special curated gift package to help take the guesswork out of gifting and to make you a holiday hero. Go to omahasteaksnow.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, that's all one word, and get $30 off your order at checkout. Send an assortment of mouth-watering favorites guaranteed to impress, like the legendary butcher cut filet mignon, air-chilled, boneless chicken, ultra-juicy burgers, and easy-to-prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away, so shop early and beat the shopping rush. Um, go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout. Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing that you are ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com, use promo code LOCKEDON at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Remember, a minimum order may be re- required. So, Omaha Steaks has everything you need to give the perfect gift basket. It's aged, perfectly aged, tender steaks, juicy, juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and instant comfort meals. A gourmet gift from Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift they'll remember with every unforgettable bite. Plus, with this special radio offer, get $30 off your order. Minimum order required. Shop early and beat the shipping rush. When you're shopping for friends, family, colleagues, or yourself, every order is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. All right, thanks for making the Locked On Omas podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports Today. Um... From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports Today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. All right. Now we need to move on a little bit to the transfer portal. It's open this morning. Everything's going into it. They're all populating. you got people that are covering the beginning of a transfer window, which tells me that they don't follow soccer at all. The day you live stream and go crazy 
would be the end of the window, but not the beginning of the window. But they're they're doing that and they're trying and they're trying to figure out a way to make this into a thing. Because as I told you, the reason they wanted windows and things they could point toward is so they could monetize it. Whenever there was a national signing day, you could pump everything towards that day and they just make that as a huge blowout that makes the whole year worth it. When the early signing day came out, both days made it le- worth a little bit less than the first day. Now that the transfer portal came out, you could do the transfer portal year round. You couldn't monetize that at all. But now with these windows, there's a funnel that you can point people to. And with it opening today, everybody's going to talk about who went into the portal. Well, if they're live streaming today, you're not going to have those answers of where they're going or anything like that. You're just going to have very preliminary questions. Now, if you do a live stream at the end, which I'm thinking we are going to do, you have like everything looking back. They get in the portal, they sign with Ole Miss, you have 10, 11 kids that you can talk about on one day. That's what the portal looks like. and the, So deadline day is probably the best avenue. That's probably what, around June 14th or something like that. June 20 or July, January 20th or something like that. We'll see exactly how that goes. But, I mean, it should be really cool, honestly. Uh, I'm looking forward to what this window looks like. I think this transfer portal cycle has a chance to be just absolutely nuts. We're going to talk in the third segment some profiles of people to keep an eye on. I'm not saying they're going to Ole Miss. Um, They're just people that Ole Miss people are talking about. And when I say Ole Miss people, I mean fans. This is the chatter amongst the fans. So I will let you know three names that I'm hearing in the fan base at the moment. Now, we'll see exactly what it looks like because when it comes down to stuff like this, these guys don't talk. It's all guesswork with them. So we're going to try and anticipate what they do, but I'm not guaranteeing anything along the way. But anyway, it's the opening of the transfer window. Should be really, really good. I mean, we're going to talk in the third segment about three specific names, but the positions that are important for Ole Miss football next year, I mean, you want defensive linemen. You want rush in. You want to find a way to get a little bit bigger. Because Ole Miss and their defense, their defense is fine, but they have a little bit of a physics problem at the box safety position. So if you can make those a little bit bigger or make the defensive linemen a little bit bigger or more athletic, all of a sudden that will give you a little bit more of an advantage. So I think they might try to do that. And from what I've seen in the early part of just the chatter going on is there's a little bit of that happening. People that will be 300-pound defensive ends like that, just to make them a little bit bigger, a little bit um, a little bit bigger, a little bit badder, you might want to say. So it should be really interesting to see what Ole Miss does moving forward in the transfer portal. Offensively, I don't think they need a quarterback. Like Nick Evers is in the transfer portal. I don't know if Ole Miss needs Nick. Um, he's an elite 11 guy. He's a good player. Maybe bring him in to let him compete, but what is that? What kind of message does it say to send to Marcel Reed? That is a balancing act that you need to play. At running back, I see people all the time talking about if Zach Evans goes pro, does Ole Miss need a running back in the portal? And I don't think they do. 
with their recruiting at the moment. As long as they get one of them, they'll be fine. If they get two of them, they'll be really fine. Um, but if not, you maybe go get a body because you have Ulysses Bentley. If you have a third guy that you can plug and play there, you have a chance to do some things that are a little bit differently. Um, on the offensive line, I, nobody knows this one. With Jake Thornton going to Auburn, nobody really knows exactly where Ole Miss will go in the future on the offensive line. Is it going to be a sea change? Is this going to be a new coach that wants different things? We're not 100% sure. But one thing that I am sure about and that it has been pro- proven over and over again is whenever an assistant coach needs to be hired, trust Lane Kiffin implicitly. He's going to get the right guy to do that. So those are the issues going into this transfer window. When we come back, we are going to um, give three names that we're keeping an eye on. We'll call this our portal spotlight. And we're going to release this segment separately as well. So people can see that as well. So we'll see exactly what goes on with that. Anyway, at Locked On Ole Miss, we believe that a home should be where you and your family feel the safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Locked On Ole Miss podcast listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off. This is why I love it. Okay, in 2019, I had brain surgery, right? So part of that, I, I joke about having my head opened up for like 20 hours or something. Air got in there. Whenever your brain gets oxygen, you become much more forgetful. So at least once a month, I walk out and forget the alarm code set off. It goes off when I come back in and they call, they ask for the passcode. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm just the worst customer in the history of customers. Can you please... Um, cut off my alarm and make everything go away. You know, I, I, do me a solid. And they agree to do that and they chuckle at me. And, and if they will do that for the worst customer known to man, imagine what they'll do for you and how secure it will be safe. Whenever a forgetful guy coming into the door warrants that kind of response, what will they do for you? So don't miss your chance to save big on my favorite security system. Get 40% off any new system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right. Thanks again for making the Locked On Almost podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Give subscribe. Um, we hit 3,000 subscribers before kickoff of the Texas Bowl. We will do a live pregame show. Um, if it goes to the 31st, we'll do a live pregame show next year. So we want to hit. 3,000 subscribers at least by the end of the year. That is our goal. Anyway, thank you very much for tuning in. Now, we've got some people right now that we have heard about. And they could be from different sources. If we know what it is, we're going to give them credit for it because we're not trying to break news here. We're just trying to talk about stuff that people are talking about. That's really what this segment is about. And this is going to be a portal spotlight segment. And we're going to talk about some names that are just kind of bouncing around. And I've, I've seen different places. Now, does this mean these kids are going to come to Ole Miss? No. In a lot of cases, these are high, high-profile transfers that are going to be wanted by absolutely everybody. Um, but 
these are names that are popping up in Ole Miss circles. Now, the first one that I want to talk about, um, I heard, what did I hear this on? I forget what they call it. It was Ben Garrett and David Johnson's joint podcast. They talked about this kid. And his name is Bray, um, Braden Fisk. He is a defensive lineman, 6'5", 300, out of Western Michigan. He's got offers all over the place. Florida offered just the other day. Lane Kiffin is potentially visiting him at the end of this week. I don't know how it's going to go. But he's a graduate transfer, and he's a kid that – really blew up. Whenever he was recruited, he was a 6'3", 240-pound guy, and he just, like, grew and grew and grew. And he ended up with a whole bunch of explosion and get-off and everything that just drives the Mac absolutely crazy. And if you think about it, the Mac was pretty good to us last year with Troy Brown. So that was Central Michigan. This is Western Michigan, but we'll see exactly how it goes. But Whenever we talk about the need to get bigger on the defensive side of the ball, it doesn't necessarily matter what scheme we're playing defensively. We need to get bigger to deal with the physics issues that it can provide sometimes. And playing this guy at one of the defensive end positions would absolutely do that. All of a sudden, you got some big boys up front, and your linebackers end up looking more like linebackers, and you're three. 3-2-6 ended up looking like a 3-3-5 with, like, some beef up front. So it has a chance to be interesting. This would be a big get for Ole Miss. This is somebody that I would really, really um, honestly look forward to them getting. This is somebody I'm really excited about. Now, this one did not play this year. He went to Texas A&M in 2021. He set out this year. He has some issues to address. I think legal type stuff. I don't know what's going on with it, but he's a name that is bouncing around the Ole Miss program. You see him online. You see his name in message boards. You see questions all the time. He's a guy that follows the Ole Miss um, program fairly closely. I think if it all gets vetted and sorted out, he would be a good player. He's one of those long, wide receivers that Ole Miss is known for. But DeMond Demas has a chance to move to the next level. He also has a chance to see everything fall um, apart and to where he doesn't, you know, he becomes like a cautionary tale. But it's kind of going to be up to him. But he's a name that has bounced around. I see it on Twitter from time to time, people talking about what's going on. We'll see if his issues get addressed after their vetting and everything like that, um, see exactly how it goes down. Because, you know, he has a chance to be a really good player. I think he was a five-star when A&M recruited him. Um, of course, A&M recruits five stars all over the place, and they still finish seventh in the West, but whatever. And lastly, I do want to talk about Theo Weiss. He's a graduate transfer out of Oklahoma. He's 6'3", 205, another big round year wide receivers. His offers are indeed blowing up. Everybody wants this guy. He has all the ability in the world. Theo Weiss Jr. has a chance to be a really, really special football player. He's a guy that I just see his name bouncing around on Twitter. You don't really know. All these people are, everybody's trying to get in on these guys. You don't exactly know 
what the filtering process will be for the Ole Miss Rebels or anybody else. So all you can do is just try at the beginning. Is there a chance that Theo has an offer to Texas or A&M or something like that, Baylor? You know, you know, yes, it's absolutely possible. Is it possible that Ole Miss is going to get in and have him visit and sway him? Remember, his teammate actually signed with um, Ole Miss out of Allen whenever Theo went to Oklahoma. I forget his name. He, he was a quarterback. Um, so this will be one thing to absolutely take an eye on, keep an eye on. Should be really interesting. But those are the transfer spotlight players for this week. I mean, three players, three big players, and not even people are getting all into the portal. We will see what it looks like starting today. It's going to be absolutely nuts over the next three or four days. Bear with us if anything breaks. I mean, we don't break news, but if you're expecting something and we don't see it, we're probably going to get to it eventually um, if we can. But follow the normal people for recruiting information for stuff on the transfer portal. They do a decent job. Uh, I would recommend doing that as well. I would recommend all over Twitter because you'll be able to see and you can follow like if Lane Kiffin retweets somebody. Lane Kiffin retweeted Ra Ra Thomas from Mississippi State. He's a guy that also we need to keep an eye on. Um, he caught a touchdown pass in the Egg Bowl, actually the winning touchdown pass in the Egg Bowl. Um, but we will see exactly how that goes as well because he has a chance to do real similar things to what Malik Keith did. Now, honestly, in the portal, this is just me and you talking here. Almost needs to find a tight end and that slot receiver. That hole that they had in the middle of the field last year can't happen next year because the running game is going to suffer. I, I know it's going to joke whenever they ran for as many yards as they did this year. Yeah, the running game also could have been so much better. Us not using the middle of the field actually hurt the running game moving forward. So we'll see exactly how that happens. It's, today's the first day of the transfer portal window being open. So expect it to be absolutely nuts. Anyway, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Hope everybody has a good day. Ole Miss, Texas Tech, in the Texas Bowl, December 28th. It's like 8 o'clock at night. Um, should be a really good game. We're going to build to that point. We're going to talk about the transfer portal, and as the basketball season gets going, we're going to talk about that some as well. So stay tuned for that, and tomorrow I will catch you then. Peace.